In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In today's world, which becomes ever more virtual and internet-based, we must remember the importance of the sense of touch. We human beings, we need to touch. We need the physical contact of being touched. Studies show that infants who are often touched by loved ones generally grow up healthier, whereas the baby who lacks the loving touch of physical contact, this baby will be far more likely to develop behavior and other problems. And also for us adults, we may have different temperaments, but we all need to express and to feel the touch of love and respect, at least a good handshake. That's because the sense of touch is that one of our five senses which naturally gives the most assurance about reality. We are all somewhat like St. Thomas the Apostle who wanted to touch the risen body of our Lord in order to be sure of the resurrection. And so we understand in today's gospel the friends of the poor man who is deaf and mute. They asked Jesus to touch this sick man. Jesus could work miracles at a distance, and he did so for the centurion's servant. But most of the time, Christ would touch the person. He would lay his hand upon the sick. And this shows that God himself had become a true man in order to touch and to sanctify sinful humanity by that touch and through that touch. Jesus knew that the sense of touch is the manner most adapted to our humanity by which we could be sure of just how much God really loves us. He doesn't just merely send his love in some sort of virtual communication from heaven, but God becomes man to touch us and to prove how much he loves us in that very human way. The humanity of Jesus, his very fingers and hands, this humanity is the instrument through which God himself touched and healed people 2,000 years ago. And today, God uses another human instrument. Through the priest, through the words and the actions of the priest, Jesus continues to touch souls in the sacraments causing spiritual healing from the disease of sin. In the traditional rite of baptism, the words and actions of Jesus in today's gospel are repeated by the priest. So think back to the last time you were at a baptism. Do you remember that, like Jesus, the priest wets his fingers and then touches the ears of the person to be baptized? repeating these same words, afeta, which means be opened. Grace is then conferred by the audible words and the, the physical touch of the priest acting in the person of Christ. Now, skeptical minds might say, well, I don't need such outward ceremony in a church. It's enough that I can pray to God in my heart. But that's like a child saying, I really do love my parents, but I just don't have to show it. 
nor do I have to show up for their birthday party on Father's Day. I don't need to obey my parents. I don't need to help them out. You know, loving them in my heart at a distance, that, that should be enough for them. Well, let's remember that we are not pure spirits like angels. No. We have a soul, but we also have a body. And faith and love of God requires the commitment of both body and soul. God became man so that by touching us, we would understand how to use our body as an instrument to honor and serve and serve the divine creator who made that body. And that we could serve our creator in a manner most appropriate for the humanity which he gave us. That's why we need to be physically present as much as possible. So that we can show that love of God in person. But there is yet another sacrament in which the priest brings God's healing to a person through touching his ears and his mouth. The sacrament of extreme unction that we mentioned in passing last Sunday. The word unction means anointing. And the word extreme is to be understood in its Latin sense of final or last. So extreme unction means the last anointing. Because we're anointed at birth, we're anointed at confirmation in our adolescence, and we are anointed lastly as we approach eternity at the end of life. The Apostle St. James describes in detail how this sacrament instituted by Christ it was already practiced in the very early church. St. James tells us that the priest will be brought in to pray over the sick person, touching the sick person with the holy oil in the name of the Lord. You see, the material use of oil helps us to understand the spiritual effects of the sacrament. Just as oil was in those days, rubbed on the athlete's body so that his opponent could not hold him down. So also does grace strengthen the soul in its final combat with the demons. And just as oil is used in many salves for the healing and the protection of the skin, so also does grace heal the spiritual weakness and the depression caused by sin and its bad inclinations. So with this holy oil in the sacrament, the priest anoints each one of the five senses of the sick person. The priest anoint, he anoints the eyes, the ears, the nostrils, the lips, and the hands. And with each unholy anointing in the sign of the cross, he says, through this holy anointing and through his most tender mercy, may the Lord forgive whatever sins you may have committed by watching, by listening, by speaking, etc. Now, before this anointing, the sacrament of penance should be received first because extreme unction is the completion of the sacrament of penance. But the sins which may have been forgotten in previous confessions and even the mortal sins which a God-fearing Catholic may be unable to confess at that moment because of unconsciousness 
or because of physical incapacity, well, all of those sins can be forgiven through the sacrament of extreme unction. And the debt of temporal punishment, which remains of sin, may be canceled in whole or in part, depending on the fervor of the sick person. And if possible, the priest will also give Holy Communion for the last time. Holy Communion in these at this, in this last time, it's called the viaticum. Viaticum, which means food for the way. The Eucharistic bread gives strength on this final journey of life. Every priest is also given the faculty at the hour of death to grant a blessing from the Pope, along with the plenary indulgence, which repairs all of the spiritual disorder which sin has caused. And so... Dear friends, such is the great wealth of sacraments, blessings, and anointing by which, through the instrument of the priest, God touches a person in the gravest moments at the end of life. And the greatest act of charity you could possibly do for someone in this life is to make sure that they are able to receive these sacraments of the church on his or her deathbed. You know, many times people are afraid to call the priest to come to their sick loved one, as if the priest were some sort of grim reaper. You should see sometimes the expressions on people's face when you, as a priest, walk into the hospital room there. Um, sadly, there's a, there's, um, they might claim not to be superstitious, but yet they're worried when the priest shows up at someone's bedside. But you know, this attitude only makes things worse for the sick person. Because every time I've given the last sacraments to the sick, I've always been amazed at the peace which comes to the person. Extra unction increases sanctifying grace. It deepens the friendship with God. And there is a peace which comes from this sacrament that you can only really understand if you've been there to see it and to experience it. The sacramental grace helps the sick to bear with their sufferings with more patience and more calm in a very visibly impressive way. And sometimes the grace can even help to cure the sickness of the person if such physical healing is helpful for the salvation of the soul. Sometimes after visiting a sick person, I'll, I'll get a phone call from their loved one saying, you know, that sacramental blessing was really sort of a turning point, and now the person has been recovering. I recall giving extra unction to a man three separate times over the years before God finally called him home to eternity. Each time he was gravely sick, and he, he got better twice before he finally passed on into eternity. So please, never hesitate to call a priest day or night. Never hesitate to call a priest to visit a sick person. And never wait until the last minute when the person no longer has the presence of mind. Do them a favor. Call the priest before they really deteriorate. Call the priest. We love to come. We love to be able to share with the children of the church all of these treasures of our faith. Extreme unction should be given if there is even a remote danger of death. 
or even if the person is so far advanced in age and weakness that death could occur on almost any day. For less serious illness, you can still call the priest to bring Holy Communion, the sacrament of penance. The priest can give a blessing for the sick from the ritual of the church, even for those less serious illnesses. So, dear friends, nothing can be of greater help to the sick, and nothing can bring them greater peace than the reception of the sacrament of extreme unction, the anointing by which the sick person is touched by the hand of Jesus himself. So each day, let's ask Our Lady and St. Joseph for the grace of a holy and happy death with the consolation of the sacraments for you and your loved ones. Pray that you may be touched by God in your last hour. You never know when that last hour is coming. It might be coming sooner than you think, or even if it is coming decades from now. Pray now for the grace of a happy and holy death so that you may be spiritually ready for the life of the world to come in heaven, where, like the Apostle Thomas, you will touch our Lord in His risen body and you will spend all eternity in the loving warmth of His embrace. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.